This is Pave It Black. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. My name is Richard Willis, and I'm the host of today's episode, and I'm here with Craig Parker, and we're about to talk about his journey to asphalt. And so welcome, Craig. Thank you, Richard. And just as we get started, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do with Silver Star Construction? Absolutely. So I'm uh, the president of Silver Star Construction. And Silver Star is a company uh, with about 250 employees. We do asphalt paving, soil stabilization, mass dirt work, fine grading, do a little bit of concrete work and curb and gutter and sidewalk type stuff and some minor paving. And we are the street department for uh, several cities around us. Well, thank you again for being with us. And so what we've been exploring in season one with a few people is really how did they actually get into the asphalt business? It's not something everyone wakes up one day and says, you know what, that's what I want to do with my life. So if you could just for a few minutes tell us, how did you get into this business? Did you did you study civil engineering? Was it something that kind of came out of left field with a new opportunity for you? And tell us a little bit about your story. It was completely out of left field as a, as a new opportunity. So my focus when I was starting college was computer science. I'm a little bit geeky. Uh, I ended up going to work for a developer, and this developer was doing his own land developments plus building a large number of homes. So my focus at that point was more in the home construction and subdivision side of it. During that period of time, I was hiring asphalt contractors to build streets for me. This was back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, and during that period of time, uh, some of these cities we were working in were, were getting more involved in the quality assurance side of it, because uh, back in those days, quality assurance was a lot different than what it is today, and giving the contractors a little bit of a hard time as far as specifications. So I started uh, trying to advocate for the contractors insofar as the specifications came around and helping them understand the specifications and being a mediator between the contractor and the municipal authority we were working for and had to uh, get very knowledgeable on the specifications very quick. So went through that side of it, learning mixed designs, learning specifications. And as my career furthered, I ended up going to work for one of the asphalt companies that I was actually hiring, worked for them uh, and just got deeper involved in the asphalt side of it and loved it. And the, the opportunity presented itself with a contractor who I was hiring to do stabilization that wanted to get in the asphalt business, wanted to put a plan in and asked me to joint venture with them to do that. So I switched gears and joint ventured and started up a new company doing asphalt and put a plan in. That was back in 92, so we've, we've evolved since then. I was really intrigued by something that you mentioned is you started off in computer science and studying that in college, but then next thing you know, you're in more of the development. And a lot of people, when they go into, or think about construction and development, they think engineering degrees, they think they sometimes they get into the manual labor on the side of things. How did you make the jump though from computer science to development? Was there a natural progression with a job or it was just, hey, that sounded interesting and, and you went with it? 
No, there was a little bit of a natural progression in this in the this side of it because that's uh, I was like I said a little bit geeky at time, that time. Computers, I mean, you got to think about it in that period of time. Uh, the computers back those days, the the one that I started on in the business was this Apple product that all of a sudden had you know a floppy drive with 516 gigabytes of memory available, uh, and then you and then you had a little bit. I think we had a 10 megabyte hard drive, and we thought at that point in time, oh my God, we'll never need more than that. And uh, then building spreadsheets for the construction company and going through the progression of how that technology could help the construction side. It just was a natural progression at that point, using the computer knowledge, going over into the construction side, and then loving the ability to go out and see what we're doing in the field and see what you've done at the end of the day. That's awesome. It's it's fun to hear how different people progress from even fields outside of civil engineering and outside of construction and make that natural progression because there's so many opportunities for moving into this field. And I really want to hone on on what you just said at the end is that you love being able to go out there at the end of the day and see what you had built. What are those things today that keep you coming back to the industry and keep you involved? What are those things today that you just love about the industry and keep you satisfied with this type of work? Well, it's the evolution. You know, it's the folks that don't know much about asphalt don't, don't understand how much it has changed and the industry has changed over the past 30 to 40 years, mixes have evolved tremendously. And there's this giant pendulum that swings back and forth insofar as how those mixes evolve from at one one point uh, being a product that used to rut out on the highways. And then all the, the evolution came about as super paved mixes. And we got the mixes very, very tough at that point and almost too tough that might have affected the durability a little bit. Now the pendulum's swinging back the other direction. But with the new technologies and the new mix designs, balanced mix design or performance-based mixes, how we're, we think we're softening that swing in the pendulum and uh, the excitement of seeing where those are going and knowing what that's going to do to the mixes and knowing that the durability is going to get even better than what it is it's that side of it. It's the side of the technology of the crews seeing in the future, knowing the fact that we're going to be paving using 3D technology so that the roads are at the right elevation. They're at the smoothness that they should be. Uh, the rollers on the back of it, the technology that lets those operators know exactly where they are, what they've done, and what's what's complete, what's not, and what it looks like. Uh, the infrareds on the back of the pavers, knowing where if you've got any thermal segregation or other type issues going on, the autonomous rollers that are starting to, to be developed. The industry is just moving so fast that it's it's fascinating. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I haven't been in the industry as long as you have, but seeing in the last few years just how open people are into seeing a problem and really trying to develop a solution for it. and. The, the challenge is most of the people who are driving on the roads, they don't understand, um, like you're talking about, the evolution of what actually had to happen to get our roads to where they are today and how we build them. And you mentioned a few things um, in the last question, talking about balanced mix design or the evolution of some of these technologies that are coming forward. But if you could pick one or two kind of game changers looking out in the next 20 to 30 years, 
that you see as being a, a big impact on the industry or something, or, or even a challenge that you look at and say, you know what, that sounds like a fun one to try to tackle. What would those be in your mind? I think the first one's got to be the the balanced mix design or performance based mix designs. That's you know that tech, the, the terminology there is still being discussed, but that one excites me a lot. Knowing what that's going to do to the mixes on the road, and knowing how much longer our mixes should be expected to last with the durability aspect. The skeleton of the mix is already strong in there. It's just getting the uh, the right amount of oil in and getting uh, giving the contractors the ability to innovate and in putting these mixes on the road and then testing what's actually going down on the road and coming out of the back of the machine, uh, whereby you know, previously it's always been uh, basically a recipe that thou shalt follow this recipe instead of letting the industry innovate. Uh, so that's probably one of the top uh, items that excites me and the the other one that's that's very close to that is the innovation that we've got uh on the equipment uh going forward knowing that uh this technology the the 3d pavers the autonomous rollers and the intelligent compaction that we have on these rollers uh, knowing that in the in the not too distant futures there's not going to be a need to put a person out there on the road drilling a core in the asphalt to know for sure that you've got density, that you'll be able to uh, realistically know that for a fact just by what you're, the, the feedback we get from the rollers. The industry as a whole, many, many folks that are working on this technology are getting to the point that they can now feel like that they've got reliable readings coming back from these rollers not, it's not really classifying it as a density, but a stiffness test that's equating back to density. And at some point, we can do away with all this destructive testing that we're doing, and we can give everybody a better product. And they can know for a fact uh, that if there was thermal segregation, it's going to point it out, and it can be addressed at the time of, of construction. And once everybody gets educated to that point, uh, they can eliminate it because they will, they will have the ways to eliminate it at that point. So in reality, what you're you're thinking about in the future is, and what excites you is, we got to really, we really have the possibility to have some game-changing technology and methods that impact quality, that really allow us to better serve our customers, um, better serve the driving public, because in reality, when you look at things like balanced mix design, you would never go into a restaurant and hand the chef the recipe. You let them create and you expect the quality and you expect that service on the end. And that's really what balanced mix design is. It's allowing, for lack of a better word, the chefs at the asphalt plant, the opportunity to create something that the end is gonna satisfy the, the user and the owners. And we got the technology and the process to really give us the ability to hand them the type of materials that they want in the end. Well, that, that's, you're spot on and it's on the, on the industry side or excuse me the user side of that and the departments of transportation and the municipalities we've got the testing in place now or they're they're finishing up developing those tests so that they know they can test that product as it's coming out of the plant to know for a fact that yes they what is coming out and being put on the road will perform like they expect it to perform with the durability testing uh, the rut testing uh, the cracking test 
So all that's coming together all at the same time. Well, thank you so much, Craig, for spending a few minutes with us today. Um, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you telling the story of how you started off in computer science and how today you're taking industry and you're really pushing forward on how we can improve and, and advance the quality of our mixtures. So with that, um, well, go ahead. Thanks for having me. You're absolutely welcome. With that, thank you very much for being a part of another Napa podcast. And just want to remind you as we sign off, as you're driving down the road, there's a good chance someone in our industry was the one paving it black. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us for season one of the Pave It Black podcast. We really enjoyed the opportunity to talk to a number of members in the industry on topics of technology and how they got involved in the industry, how things would be impacted if we didn't have technologies at our hands, and a number of other topics and stories that we got to hear. So we hope you'll join us for the upcoming season. Yeah, because season two of Pave It Black will launch in August of this year for another 10-episode series. And while season one, we were very reflective and we were focused on how people came into the industry and telling their stories about why the industry has made a difference to them. In season two, we're going to be more forward-thinking. We're going to be talking to visionaries in the industry who are, are thought leaders and who are pushing the envelope in topics such as sustainability, resiliency, and leadership. In a few weeks, we'll be launching a little teaser, which tells you a little bit more about where season two is going. But with that, my name is Richard Willis. And I'm Brett Williams. And stay safe, have a great summer. And remember, as you're driving around these roads, there's a good chance the one you're on, someone paved black. Pave It Black is produced by Monica Dutcher of the National Asphalt Pavement Association with podcast theme music credits to Colleague. You can find Pave It Black on most of your favorite platforms, including SoundCloud and iTunes, or at www.asphaltpavement.org podcast. If you would like to suggest someone for us to interview, please email Richard Willis at rwillis at asphaltpavement.org. That's R-W-I-L-L-I-S at asphaltpavement.org. Until next time, keep paving it black.